Warning, this episode contains foul language and absolutely no talk of Scientology whatsoever. are listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, scary, sticky, gross, and everything in between. Each week we sit down with one of our friends and talk about something weird. This week we're going to be discussing cults. What is a cult? How is a cult different from a religion? Who would ever join a fucking cult? My name is Ashley, and this is my co-host, Lauren. Hey, weirdos. And joining us this week is an old Keep It Weird favorite from episode three, Tyler Schulke. Woo-woo! Hey, hey weirdos. Tyler. He's back. Woo-hoo. If you remember, we went to the Beverly Hills Bermuda tri- You, you piece of shit. Did it. Did I did do it. that? Did yeah. I do that? Did I do that? Yeah, we went to the Beverly Hills Bermuda Triangle and maybe possibly felt things. Oh, yeah. That was a good day. That was, that was a, a really day. fun Hold day. I'm do not disturbing my phone. Yeah, none of us want to be like Tyler. Dang it, every <laughs> time. Every time. <laughs> um, yes, hi, welcome. This is our show. Oh, keep it Keep weird. it weird. So I, very quickly, we're going to do, because we have so much to talk about today, but we are going to do a quick little uh, new segment. This week in Weird. Weird. I know, I didn't know what to do yet, though, because she started to echo. I thought she was going to harmonize. And yeah, I was like, I was oh, maybe I'm going to do it. Do you want to try it again? Here Let's, we go. I'll do, I'll do echo okay. after you. Yes, okay. okay. This week in Weird. 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 Ooh. Oh. I liked it. I liked it a lot. A little breathy. Well done. A little breathy. A little breathy. A little breathy. Okay, hold on. But now I lost all my... Oh, here it is. Okay. Uh, well, this one, first of all, is not really a news story, but it's something I just found out about uh, today, so I wanted to bring it up. Uh, there's a new paranormal comedy on Fox starring Adam Scott and Craig Robinson called Ghosted. Really? What? Yep. Love me some Adam um, Scott. Me too. Ghosted follows two men plucked from their normal lives. Craig Robinson is a skeptic and Adam Scott is a believer. Uh, a duo of underdogs who will look into unexplained activity in Los Angeles. That often leads them to scary, thrilling, and hilarious places as they attempt to uncover the truth and keep Earth rotating on its axis for at least one more day. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. Um, it sounds amazing, but I will say I watched a trailer for it and it looks not amazing. It looks it, not Was it underwhelming? Great. Yeah. Well, oh. the problem, oh. it, I, I'm hoping it was just a really bad trailer. Yeah. Because I that think a lot the now. thing is, is that the trailer seemed like it, they cut a trailer from just the first episode. Mm-hmm. So you had to try and not give away all of the information sure. from the episode, but also cut a trailer. When does it And come also out? some of the, um, it said this fall. Okay. Okay. I feel like they should be further along, though. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Maybe it's the summer thing, but the oh. I I didn't do. I looked at like one. Basically, one the the page. This was like three days ago that posted the trailer, and even the page was like really excited for this new show. 
not super pumped about the trailer, so, okay, so I'm you're thinking not maybe the trailer is just like a bad trailer. Yeah, I hope because well, those two guys are so funny, mm-hmm. right? Like you feel that that combo could not fail. Yeah, <laughs> but there was a little good. bit of like slapstick humor, like slapping each other in the face, and it was mm. just kind of like, oh well. Yeah. I feel like that's not, not your bag. Yeah, right. Like, we moved on. From that. <laughs> yeah, we moved we don't on need from that. that. It's 2017. Yeah, we come on. Slaps. Now. No. Um. So anyway, so that looks exciting. Also, there's a new UFO documentary called Unacknowledged that is about the so-called Disclosure Project and how UFO secrecy has been enforced. Uh, I'm super pumped to watch it. You can rent it on Amazon right now uh, for like two bucks. Um, Its description on IMDb reads, The best evidence for extraterrestrial contact dating back decades is presented with direct top-secret witness testimony documents and ufo footage 80 percent of which has never been revealed anywhere else 80 80 percent one of the claims in this documentary is that marilyn monroe did not die of a drug overdose that she was killed because she was going to leak evidence regarding extraterrestrials and their existence evidence she obtained during her affair with not one but two of the kennedy brothers um, Dr. Stephen Greer, who's the main subject of the documentary, actually has a so-called death warrant for Monroe in his possession after she had phone conversations with reporter Dorothy 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 Kilgallen, who was looking into the famous Roswell incident. Um, I really, I don't even care if this guy's a whack job. I want to see the documentary. Yeah, for <laughs> like, sure. That like, matters I'm, not I'm too curious. to me. <laughs> oh, that matters not. I'm too curious. I want to know. That's I know. so funny. Actually, there's a weird random tie to cults with that. Really? Yeah. Um, I, while doing research, I randomly found a new cult. Or not a new cult. I mean, it's been around for a while. It's changed names uh, several times, but as of presently, it's called Family International or The Family International. But one thing that they have is spirit helpers. Okay. And these uh, include angels, departed humans, other religious and mythical figures, and even celebrities. Oh. Uh, so, like, some examples are the goddess Aphrodite, mm-hmm. um, okay. Merlin, oh. the Merlin. Sphinx, <laughs> Elvis, Marilyn Monroe, oh. and Audrey Hepburn oh. are some of them as well. And it's, I, I guess these spirit helpers are sent to give instruction, help them fight, like, spiritual warfare going on inside the physical world right now. Sure, sure, sure. Wow. You know. Yeah. I just thought it was funny you mentioning Marilyn Monroe. I was like, so, I know. Hold a on. cold connection. <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I want to know what, what, how do you become one of these? Like, right. maybe in our did lifetime, they, I do Yeah, this. did, like, Marilyn and, and Audrey, did they um, volunteer their services as a spirit helper? Or did they conjure up the spirits and were like, guess what? I know you had a bunch of stuff going on in the afterlife, but... You're going to be our spirit helper now. Well, I know that right? they, like, individual people are supposed to channel the spirit. Um, so, like, if you, like, say, like, I, I mean, I don't know, like, what is Marilyn Monroe? Like, she, she's helpful in one certain category, so I channel she's her like, for that. She's helpful I need to in, channel like, Marilyn. I need to yeah. channel Marilyn because I need help with my horrible singing. Right. There you go. Okay, yeah, my horrible singing. So then you channel the spirit of Marilyn, and her, I mean, I think their, their goals are a little bit bigger than that Ooh, grandiose I don't know but I need to sleep with the president <laughs> I need help sleeping with the president Marilyn Marilyn, <laughs> Marilyn come, come to me, Marilyn? To me. Uh, Mer- Merlin Merlin what I call her Dorothy 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 <laughs> anyways I'm eating grapes so <laughs> sorry about it we were just talking about how hungry we were and how all I have is fruit 
And that's the fucking worst. That's the worst situation to be in. I know. And it's like, I want a hot dog. You were hungry on episode three, too. We couldn't figure out. That's true. No, I was not. We just had in and out. After. Oh, that's true. No, when we went to the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, yes, 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 yes. We don't know if we were... Yeah, we don't know. We were so hungry. That's why we weren't sure if we were, we were, like, we're, so hungry. If we were feeling we're dizzy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were so, so we're still, hungry. we're doing great. Yeah, we're doing really good. But grapes um, just aren't cutting it today. Like, I need a cheeseburger. Are, like, I got one on my cheek, and it's like, it tastes good, but... Not doing it. <laughs> not doing me in favors. <laughs> Can't wait for a hearty meal later. So, obviously, we take really good care of ourselves here. Keep it weird. That's right. <laughs> That's the truth. That's lesson number one for Ugh. today's episode. Take good care of yourself. Don't eat until 3 fucking p.m. <laughs> and and only have grapes. Five grapes. And then only have five grapes. They are beautiful And then grapes. still be mad about it. Oh, Wait, yeah, where is the grape bowl? They're on my... Oh. Here. Yeah. Down the floor. Freely Share passed. the grapes. Okay. okay, you guys eat your grapes. I'm going to start. <laughs> so, um, we're going to start by kind of telling you the definition of a cult. So, because uh, I know that there's a lot of confusion when people uh, reference cults. So, the, the actual definition of a cult refers to a social group defined by its religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs, or its common interests in a particular personality, object, or goal. Now, that just sounds like every group that's ever existed. <laughs> right. Be it a religious group like Christianity or a political group like the Republican Party or a social group like the Boy Scouts, this definition has been an ongoing source of contention among scholars across several fields of study. In the sociological classifications of religious movements, a cult is a social group with socially deviant or novel beliefs and practices. The word cult has always been controversial because it's considered to be like a subjective term. Derogatory. And, yeah, like, now yeah. it's used as like an attack against groups with differing doctrines or principles. But I think that the term cult is just one of those world words that like just evolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, I don't think it means what it used to. Yeah. It used to just mean like a group that believes in the same thing and they get together and they mm-hmm. have or like a spiritual like, commune. Yeah. yeah. It's gotten worse and um, worse meaning as yeah. time has gone on. I mean, it's to me, it's just like the symbol of the swastika because mm-hmm. the swastika is an ancient religious symbol used in East and Southeast Asia and Hinduism and Buddhist texts. It was originally a decorative element that denotes a lucky or favorable object, but that's not what it represents anymore. Oh, I thought no. the... the uh, the mirror image of it, like, was something about life or something? Is that not? Yeah, it's something about um, it, it's success and 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 uh, like almost like luck and success yeah. and like and but that's not it anymore. Right, so but you, you can see why he used it. Yeah, but you can see why he used it. Yeah, however, because his, of yes, but you can't put a swastika on something today and be like, well, it's because of uh, yeah. it's a Buddhist. No. You would never get away with that. <laughs> you know, now, yeah. a swastika represents a Nazi. A Nazi. Yeah. Period. That's just how it is. It's evolved. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's what happened to the word cult. Yeah, I think that it absolutely was just a descriptive word for religion or Mm -hmm. could be sports. Could be a sports team could have been considered a cult, but not anymore. Now it's completely different. That's a scary. So what then makes a cult a cult today? Um, there are several ways to identify a cult, and a lot of people would say that a re- re- like religion is a cult, um, and they would be right if the original definition of cult is at play. But with religion, like if you're jo- if you're joining a Christian church, 
you know that you're like what you're joining at the moment that you join. Mm -hmm. Like, you know that the Bible is the book you're going to be reading. You know, you're supposed to attend on Sunday mornings and you know that you're going to sing, you know that you're going to pray and you know that you will take communion. Like, you know, the package that you're getting. And that is a very big difference when it comes to cult versus religion. Mm -hmm. Because that is not always what happens <laughs> when you're in a cult. I think that sure. some of the hard things though is there are very similarities though because like oh, cults, yeah. Yeah. cults get a lot of money, mm-hmm. churches get a lot of money. Yeah, and we'll talk um, about and that's those. hard to then you know differentiate. see, differentiate. yeah, differentiate. And there's also things too because there's cults that really want to be identified yeah. as religions. Mm-hmm. So then it's hard with that crossover because now the lines completely blurred. Yes. Yeah. And again, comes back to how the words changed. You yeah. Know, as soon as you're called a cult, well, no, I'm not. Right. Yeah. So we have several points um, of... Uh... <clears throat> yeah, now I'm comfy now. <laughs> All right. You probably just ruined the entire yeah. podcast. Did I just kick something You know too? what? Yeah, we actually were done. I'm the worst. Yeah, we're, we're just going to end this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> we keep it weird. Uh... Tyler kicked the mic and it's done. over. It's over. It's all no, over. we actually have some very distinct points. What makes a cult that we are going to go over now? So point number one. The group displays excessively zealous and unquestioning commitment to its leader and regards his belief system, ideology, and practices as truth or even law. Questioning, doubt, and dissent are discouraged and sometimes even punished. Now, I've been to churches before personally where, like, say, uh, we talked about this earlier, if you didn't believe that homosexuality was a sin, you were treated as though you were wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. That is a sign to leave that church. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that, but it still doesn't make it a cult, but that's a sign, like, right. get out of there. Religion allows for a discussion. Religion allows for understanding and for individuals to question the beliefs that mm-hmm. are set before mm-hmm. them. A religious church won't kick you out if you don't believe everything they're preaching. You know, all are welcome in God's home, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. If a church ostracizes you for questioning their, be- like, your beliefs and their beliefs, then that's a cult. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is something that happens a lot with cults. Yeah. The people that start questioning, you know, you think of the Westboro Baptist Church. If you even question, like, hey, maybe the Bible doesn't mean this, or like, maybe we're too extreme, you're gone. You're out. Yeah. You're defected. That's what they call it. Right. Yeah. No. Well, it's just funny because the whole basis, at least from my understanding, is centered around love, loving each other, loving mm-hmm. one another, spreading mm-hmm. that, making the world better in that sort of way. Right. And what these <laughs> what these cults have done with that is like taken these parts of religion and really turned it. So now it's become like a, a, a negative for the religion instead of a positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what makes me sad is like, I've called myself a Christian before. And even though I don't love labels, like, I mean, I guess that is the best way to describe me. And I hate it because sometimes I'm scared to tell people that because of the association Mm -hmm. Christianity has with cults and with terrible people. And it's like what you were describing earlier about churches being open to discussion and being open to doubt. That is exactly what I have experienced in the churches that I've gone to out here in L.A., I find myself so blessed and lucky that churches I've gone to have said, it's okay if you have questions, come talk to me about them. Let's have a debate. Let's have a discussion. Oh, you believe in homosexuality? That's fine with me. Like, let's keep moving on with our lives and 
love Jesus and love the world. And it's like, that's how I knew I wasn't walking into a cult. I was walking into a very normal organization. And even when we posted about this uh, episode on like our Facebook, does anyone have any, uh, any like personal experience with a cult or Mm -hmm. any, um, any theories or whatever, like send us your stuff. And I, both me and you had people comment like, how about Christianity? Yeah. And it's like, okay, here's the thing. Like, I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But we're here to tell you what the big differences are. Because mm-hmm. there yes. are big differences. Absolutely. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah. But there, it's the differences that are important. Are super important. Know them. Yeah. I think that was my exact response to my friend that said, what about Christianity? I was like, hey, there are some crazy people claiming to be Christians, but you yes. can't really say Christianity in general. No. Is well, yeah. Even, I mean, even for me, though, it was just, I think I I faced, my parents were really good. They they took my brother and I to uh, a Christian church. They sh- ex- showed us it, let us experience it, and then said, if you would like to experience any other type of religion, or if you, I mean, they really gave us the choice. Yeah. Um, which I, I really appreciate. Um, but after that, I think, uh, I decided not to go and I, I think I got like a negative, um, view of religion because of, you know, homosexuality or because of some of the beliefs, sure. I felt like I was being attacked. And so then I would immediately just seize up if I learned anyone was religious. Yeah. And it, and Cause you don't know what kind of religious at, they at are. All. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. And now, I mean, I'm happy because I, I think this is one of the reasons why I found cult so fascinating because of the fact that there is a religious connotation and not so much, but it, it did educate me to the fact where now, like, I mean, I'm of course I'm be friends with someone who's a Christian. Obviously we're like, we're great friends. Like, yeah. and, and it's because you don't force anything on me and I don't force anything on you, but we understand each other and we talk to each other and yeah. that's all humans need to do. Like, why <laughs> yeah, don't we just talk to each other? I know. Jeez Louise. Oh, hey. But yeah, cults. Cults. Oh, yes. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, Hi, cult. welcome to Keep It Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So number two. Mind-altering practices such as meditation, chanting, speaking in tongues, denunciation sessions, and debilitating work routines are used in excess and serve to suppress doubts about its groups and its leaders. So a lot of cults will do things like, uh, we talked about this earlier, you have a cult, uh, will only allow you to sleep two hours a day, or they'll force manual labor on you for sixteen to, or 12 to 16 hours a day to literally make your body and mind weak. There's a difference between praying, chanting, and meditating for a period of time to become refreshed and rehabilitated, and maybe to, maybe that makes you feel closer to your God or whatever you believe in, but to do it for an amount of time that's debilitating or causes you bodily harm, mm-hmm. that's a cult. Mm-hmm. 100%. So what was the, was it the Moonies that would wake you up? Uh, no. no, it was, um, it was the, uh, the Christ family, I believe. Yes. Um, okay. It was a Christ only. They believed in sleep deprivation, and they believed that like, you'd only get two to three but hours sometimes. But they didn't sometimes. tell you it was sleep deprivation. No, That's oh the no, thing. no, when no. You were in the you're just you praying. Didn't know. Yeah, you were you're praying, or like you were doing, doing other things, and they would just kind of keep you awake. And then when you would fall asleep, or say you would fall asleep for a Sunday period of time, you'd either wake up or they'd wake you up, mm-hmm. and they want to know instantly what you were dreaming, what you saw, because they thought they were seeing visions, and mm-hmm. they thought that those were going to tell them what you know how to progress the world. Right. When really um, these people are hallucinating and right. half asleep and probably just saying nonsense that yeah. has mm-hmm. nothing to do with anything. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, they would speak in tongues. They, they were one of the ones that would yeah. speak in tongues. or. Um, but yeah, if you... And, and the manual labor thing, a lot of cults will... Well, literally, they'll 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 work them. First of all, they a lot of them uh, will would walk everywhere, 
very little food. Mm-hmm. All of their money goes to the leader of the cult. Yeah, there's right? a huge... So there's they a can't buy food. Big right? one. And then they work themselves to the bone, and then they're too weak to even, like, think that... What they're doing is wrong. What they're doing is insane. But right? the thing is, though, what I think is most important is that before any of that happens, these people... I believe, I know we're going to touch on it a little bit later, but like they join because they are so lost and they want to help in some yeah, sort of way. Right. And they believe that this cult is what is going yeah, to do this that. Work, exactly. this and so they're already, they're already they're in. Doing, yeah. There's is, this, is yeah. Going to the greater cause. Right. right. Like there's this, um, there's a cult, uh, called the Budafeld. There's a, an amazing documentary, um, on Netflix called Holy Hell about it. Um, but it's about the, their leader, Michelle, I, I, he changes his name. I can't remember, but he changes it to later. Cause as of 2016, they were still operating in Hawaii, but they started in the eighties in West Hollywood and it started just as a spiritual thing. Um, and they started getting like crazy rules. Like you'd only have really attractive people. They had to exercise, they had to eat right. Um, although they weren't allowed to have sex with any of them. Um, they were, they all lived in the same house. So they were all with each other 24 seven. But within that, they would have a thing called service. And service was, um, it was for the Lord. You did it uh, completely free will, like you you were doing it. It was supposed to, you know, give you, uh, it was bettering yourself. It was bettering the cult. It was, I mean, obviously they didn't call it a cult then, but um, right. service to God. Um, this one woman, she had a full-time job. All of her money would go to to the Budafeld, right. paying rent, doing and every all those members, same thing. And then they do, she said she clocked up to like 48 hours plus of service a week. Jeez. So like think about a full-time yeah. job, then on top of that 48. And then, then he would do these things called cleanses, which is hypnotherapy, which you would pay for as well. You'd pay yeah. for him to tell you the things that were wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And then in extreme cases, I mean, this is getting really crazy, but for the men in the group, he, after the hypnotherapy, he would rape them and tell them that was okay. And, and the wow. men then, what they felt, because they'd come to this and they'd been in it for so long, I mean, the members would be in there for a really long time, I mean, like 20 plus years. Yeah. They felt, like he says in the documentary, he said, I couldn't say no because it was like saying no to God. Yeah. That's so the they leader see they see leader. as yeah. God. Mm-hmm. And this man, I mean, it's insane. He loved dance, so he made them take dance lessons. He, he loved himself, so he it's like had them film his beliefs. Were. I mean, yeah, it was whatever it was. And they also, um, another thing to just talk about quickly is that, um, they would go on these spiritual retreats out into the out into the woods or out into the forest, and they had this thing called the knowing, and everyone wanted the knowing, and the knowing was to be put on to experience a higher level. It was almost like a one on one with God, mm. and you would do that one on one with Michelle, and he was the one that would say like, "You are ready." And there was this woman that was in it for six plus years, and she was not getting, she wasn't ready yet, and she was getting really really broken down. Her brother joined, and he all of a sudden got to go to the knowing, but like. They're not brother and sister, you know, officially because they're part of this cult now and they've denounced who they were. So it just, it's, it's so they, and they weren't allowed to talk about what happened at the knowing. Yeah. Like, and it's just all of these things that we're talking about right now. just like, it's clear cut signs. Right. This is happening. But while this you're in it, correct. like they, I mean, she just yearned so badly. She wanted this higher level. She thought right. it was everything she needed in life. You have to work towards that and you'll yeah. do anything you can to get there. That is what yeah. your brain turns to. I mean, that is just, the most insane part. It is insane. I mean, he had people doing everything for him. There was one man who would um, get fresh fruit and make fruit art almost for him every morning. And one day he saw him put it into the blender and he still did it the next day and continued to do it, even though he knew all of that work was just going right in the blender. Man. It was his contribution to this, the leader. To be well, that's another them. one. Um, the group is elitist. 
claiming a special exalted status for itself, its leader, and its members. For example, the leader is considered to be the Messiah, a special being, or the leader is on a special mission to save humanity, or the leader is God himself. Obviously, with all religions, there's a leader, whether it's a priest, a monk, a preacher, there's someone there who's sharing the word with you. Now, even with, like, priesthood and popehood, uh, they are considered to be representatives of Christ, not Christ Actual. himself. <laughs> yes. Actually, like, him. uh, basically, they're like Christ's right-hand man. They're not yeah. considered to be Christ. Catholics do honor the Pope as if he were, like, a holy entity, but it's well known that he's just a man who is the leader of the Catholic Church and not an angel or the second yeah. coming of Christ or anything right. like that. The second, like, the second your pastor is like, I'm Jesus, y'all. Like, yeah. yeah. Get That's walk it. out. Yeah. Get it. The Pope is still yeah. regarded as a human. People just think he's a very holy human. Yeah. And they look up to him. But yeah, people, nobody is like, That's Jesus up yeah. there at the Vatican. Like, yeah. But that was yeah, a very common like, one. I mean, uh, Moonies, he like, he didn't necessarily outright say that he was the next coming of Jesus, but it was a belief. Mm-hmm. The Christ family, um, their leader, his name was Charles McHugh, but he changed it to Lightning Amen. Lightning Amen. Lightning Which, Amen. Sorry, but I love that. I mean, I love Big it. Fan. Big, Big fan of that. Drag queen name. Yeah. <laughs> His drag name. I would see no. that show in West Hollywood. My drag but, name and also my cult leader name is. Like yeah, right, exactly. But he he thought he was the second coming. Um in fact their mission, which I know is another symbol or a sign of a cult, is that I mean their mission was wholeheartedly to collect the hundred and forty four thousand to begin the revelation. Mm-hmm. So they were just recruiting. Bonnie recruiting. Lou Nettles and Marshall Applewhite from the Heaven's Gate cult believed that they were figures from the book of revelation and that they were on a divine mission and that they were life forms above humans and that they were carrying on um, alien life and that they oh, needed man. to ascend to the next level and get all of their followers to ascend to the next level with them by riding on a comet. Well, ah! So that took a whole <laughs> lot of turns if you were able to stay with me on that. But they Dang, didn't necessarily... All ride a comet. That's all you have to do. Just Damn hop it. on a comet. I've done a meteor. I... <laughs> You've already done that. I've never done the comet. Yeah, that yeah. is another one. The group is preoccupied with bringing in new members. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's kind of sticky with the religion thing because a lot of churches want new members obviously because member donations are usually what keeps churches afloat. Right. However, religions don't typically require new members. Like, Christianity wants you to spread the word of Christ because it's your duty as a Christian, but they aren't placing any importance on converting multitudes of people. Right. If you do, that's a cult. Yes. Like, if you're like, you have to bring in X amount of people, or like, if you're just obsessed with bringing in more, that's that's one of the red flags with Scientology. Oh, huge red flag with Scientology. I mean, they just have, yeah. (laughs) They have close yeah, there's, to there's many, but. reportedly 20 million members worldwide. So as a religion, why are they so obsessed with growing and growing and growing? <laughs> I mean, I can, like, I can dive so far into Scientology. But the church's yeah. ideologies, especially, that's the thing. The Scientology, Scientology, Scientology. <laughs> why do I see, keep saying Scientology? Scientology. Maybe I've had too many grapes. Ah, um, drunk on grapes. The Church of Scientology all of their their practices, their ideologies are all about bettering the self. It's like a self thing. It's like right. you need to it's it's yourself. Yeah, so, but which within... doesn't make sense of like gathering millions of Yeah, why well, do no, they because need it is so it is people? it is within yourself, but because of you doing that with yourself, then it is going to be projected into the world. They yes. believe by with themselves, starting with themselves 
and converting everyone else, then that yeah. means that there's no one else bad because they're all Scientologists. Right. But something that's interesting. But the thing is, they're converting because they want the money. I mean, it is all about <laughs> the money. Golden at the end era of the production. Money. Literally, when I walk into a church, anytime I'm trying a new church, I always listen to what the pastor says during the offering because I think. Sometimes you can tell when people are money hungry and just like everyone give to us and everyone join this church. People use very interesting language, but I know I'm in a good church or religious organization when the pastor says, if this is your first time, like, do not worry about the offering. Like, mm-hmm. we're not expecting anything from you. Thanks for visiting us, blah, blah, blah. And I've been into many churches around LA that use that language. And I've always appreciated that, that they're very open saying, you're not a member here. We're not expecting anything from you. Thank you for visiting us. And then other places are like, if you're here today, give to us now. We need all the money. And it's like, <laughs> it I'm not, I'm not calling them a cult either. That would be a huge stretch, but it's just, I appreciate when the language is truly just, we're happy you're here. If this is your only time, cool. Thanks for visiting us. That's how churches should be it should not be all about join or die pay or die like yeah they need they need to like not be so thirsty yeah (laughs) such thirsty hoes you know i do find it interesting though for the moonies so he would do those giant um wedding ceremonies they weren't Mm -hmm. official but he would do them and and they started out with like a small amount i remember like the numbers were like uh two thousand couples in the first one uh in or excuse me, only 36 couples, the very first ceremony in 61 in Korea. And then in 82, 2,000 couples um, in the first one outside of South Korea, which was Madison Square Garden. And then by 1997, 30,000 couples took oh part in the God. ceremony in Washington, D.C. So like it clearly is growing. However, in that one, in, I don't remember if it was in 97 or if it was a little bit later when he kept doing them, he started to let other people with um, different religious affiliations be a part of the ceremony and that pissed moonies off right because they're like whoa they haven't they don't know what we've been through they don't know what we're feeling they don't know our practices yeah so yeah, why are we allowing it's them to... interesting that he did that you know what i mean because it's almost almost why did he get so hungry for well, people i was gonna say do you, do you have to pay for these wedding ceremonies Ooh, i don't know about that yeah oh. you, you probably do, have to though yes, think about why. it yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sure you do i didn't even think about money but of course yeah i guarantee if you had to pay and and Yes, yeah. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> funny thing about it, though, is force. most of the people were strangers. That's mm-hmm. what's so crazy. They mm-hmm. believed that marrying a stranger would bring purity to the children that were born. Mm-hmm. Yes, because doesn't Mooney, or uh, doesn't Moon, Reverend Moon, choose your stranger? Oh, Ooh, I don't true? remember if he chose it or not. I don't remember either. I feel, I feel like in the beginning he chose your stranger. Probably when it was more intimate. Uh, and it was like an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. But... How could he now? There's yeah. thousands right. there's of that, that many I mean, people. there's tens, hundreds of thousands of people right. in the Moonies, so, like, he, there's no way. Yeah, you yeah. can take the time to pair everybody Yeah, marrying up. a stranger, this is, that's so weird. Marrying a stranger uh, and having sex with that stranger and producing a child with that stranger, that child would be perfect. Yes, that's a perfect believes. children, yeah. And why he also though? he also heavily, um, heavily no encouraged idea. interracial, inner... Um, he wanted a bunch of different communities to right. interlink to like cross it all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Let's see. I think we're on number four. The leadership dictates how members should think, act, and feel. For example, they must get permission to date, change jobs, marry, 
Our leaders prescribe what types of clothes to wear, where to live, whether or not to have children, how to discipline children, so on and so forth. Now, there are extreme religions that practice a few of these. If we take a look at the Muslim religion and the use of the hijab, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. there have been actually disagreements on whether or not the Quran actually mandates that women wear the hijab, mm. which I didn't know. Uh, if you read the Quran... The term hijab refers to a partition or a curtain in the literal or metaphorical sense. And the verse where it is used literally is referring to the curtain separating visitors to Muhammad's house from his wives' lodgings. The Quran does instruct both Muslim women uh, and men to dress in a modest way, just like the Bible instructs Catholics and Christians to dress in a modest way. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's literally no different. The clearest verse instructing a woman's modest dress tells them they should guard their modesty, should not display their beauty and ornaments. They should draw uh, their clothes over their breasts and not display their beauty except to their husband, their fathers, their husband's fathers, their sons, their brothers, their brothers' sons, etc., etc. So all it's saying is to dress modestly, Mm -hmm. uh, just like the Christian religion. Right. It's actually more of a government law to mandate that women wear hijabs. It's required by law in Iran, Saudi Arabia, and parts of Indonesia. So technically, the oh, government part is of the more of a government? cult. Yeah. Then uh, I was going to say that just turned the table. I mean, that really did. The thing is, is that like obviously a lot of them do believe. In, in wearing the hijab and covering their hair especially, but even yeah. sometimes covering everything but their hands and, you yeah. know, their eyes. Mm-hmm. But if you actually read it, there's nothing in their religion that says that they have to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's um, not forced by the religion. No. Like, they I mean, are just I think, taking it yeah, that way. They're taking it that way. Mm-hmm. And I think some people believe... I mean, if, even if you look at, like, some Christians... Uh, in the United States, the dress modestly oh, yeah. goes a lot further than like us. It's like skirts yeah. down well, to well, the floor, buttoned up yeah. shirts. Well, you see yeah. women about, doing that all the time. Well, think about yeah. not not like think about like like Mormon. Like they have right. certain uh-huh. dress codes, and like and women have to have sleeves. Um, mm-hmm. or right. Church of Latter Day Saints, they have to have mm-hmm. sleeves. Um, certain type of underwear that everyone talks about. Yeah. Um, right. And that I mean I mean I'm not I'm not calling Church of Latter Day Saints a cult, but I if I understand correctly the the further you go into the religion or the further uh, you dive into it, you are required. To mm-hmm. wear certain to wear, outfits. Right? Like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I, 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 I figured, yeah. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, um, that might be yeah. true. And I do know for them as well, if you are, say, I was to marry someone that was um, a member of the Church of Latter-day Saints, the ceremony inside the temple, anyone who is not a Mormon is not allowed to attend. Oh. Interesting. Wow. So like that's where it gets a little bit confusing because it's I mean like I said I'm not calling them a cult no but, but that there is are definite some definite that's, yeah. they're just things that are cult tricky because you try to yeah. separate religion mm-hmm. and cult but then things like that happen where you're like I don't know how to feel about that that line is very blurred to me right. and then it gets but I think for cult it is a little bit more extreme like the Manson family for example. Charles Manson was so controlling that he actually banned the women who followed him from wearing eyeglasses. What? So, Even if they couldn't uh, see? Yeah. Once the family wow. moved out to Spawn Ranch, uh, he banned books, wristwatches, calendars, and clocks as well. I thought he banned mirrors. Didn't he ban mirrors He banned as well? mirrors. Um, he explained that whatever the state of their vision, that was their natural way to see the world and only natural things were good. Oh so, you gosh. know, they weren't allowed to wear makeup. They weren't yeah. allowed. But they also, like, if they couldn't see... 
I mean, you even look at pictures of actually some of them, and they're like this. You're because squinting. They, they're squinting. They I thought can't it was because they have a desert. <laughs> <laughs> no, they literally can't see. He wouldn't let them wear eyeglasses. That's crazy. That's a cult. Yes. Well, that is, yeah, I know with the, um, with the Love family, I believe it was the Love family. Oh, no, it might have been the Christ, uh, the Christ family, but they started to do things like the men would grow their hair. They would only wear um, clothing made of sheets, mm-hmm. um, not to have purse worthy of a thief. Like, they really started to look at the Bible and the start Christ to family really get into it. cut out the pockets of their shorts. Yes, so they their couldn't have material. couldn't have any possessions. Um, no, so you yeah. wouldn't be tempted to put anything in your pockets. Yeah. They also got rid of all clocks, mirrors, mm-hmm. um, anything that was, had vanity was super oh. taboo. Um, yeah. Yeah, Heaven's Gate, that cult, you could not have material things. You couldn't have sex. You couldn't do drugs. It was basically believed that... The body was just a vehicle. It was your vehicle to get to the next level, as they called it, and to ascend and advance. And so you weren't allowed to, like, have any earthly possessions. And they didn't even think they, um, Bonnie Lou Nettles and um, Marshall Applewhite believed that they were above all earthly things. With their followers, they just told them, don't have earthly things and maybe you'll become like us. But the two leaders believed that they were already above it. So they, like, would rob places. They wouldn't pay motel bills. They wouldn't pay restaurant bills. They would get a rental car and just leave with it, never return it, because they thought we're above earthly things and we do this and we're going to get our followers to be on our level as well. That's another cold thing. If if your leaders don't practice what they preach. Yes. If the leaders are like, you have to do this, but I can do whatever. Right. That's a cult. Which yeah. is funny because, of course, there's always going to be exceptions. Um, the Love family, like, their leader didn't start out as their leader. It was, like, a group of pioneers. And then everyone just really, like, swarmed to him. Like, he just had this natural... I mean, something of the charismatic, charismatic yeah. very mm-hmm. well-spoken, have a very calming or natural energy... And so he just had these, and so people within it started to put him higher. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it made this, like, hierarchy that wasn't there. They didn't speak of it, but it was. It was yeah. so plain that he was... I think his name was um, Love Israel, which is supposed to be Love Israel. Right. Oh. I recall mm. that I name. See, I see. Yeah. So, let's see. The group has a polarized us versus them mentality, which may cause conflict with the wider society. And... Okay, so all religions think that they are right. That's why it's a religion. Mm-hmm. It's faith-based. You have to believe that what you're being told is the truth above all truths, or you would not have faith in that thing. Mm-hmm. But most religions don't take it as far as conflict. They don't prohibit you as a Christian from being friends with a Catholic or a Muslim or an atheist. They teach you that you will get into heaven by doing X, Y, and Z, and that based on their beliefs, they won't be admitted into heaven. But Christianity doesn't tell you to kill all Muslims. Right. This is the big confusion with ISIS and, like, Al-Qaeda as well. These groups are religious fanatics. Mm -hmm. These groups are the violent equivalent of, say, the Westboro Baptist Church. They're Mm -hmm. hate groups. They're hate cults. They have nothing to do with the Muslim religion, uh, just as the Westboro Baptist Church really has nothing to do with the Christian religion at all. They claim they do. They're extremists. They're just too extreme. People point to Islamic texts and say, like, well, Muhammad had so-and-so killed. And it's like, have you read the Bible? I know, right? Do you know how many people died in the Bible? Brutal, brutal murders. God made Abraham kill his own fucking 
fucking son. Right. So you can't point at this and be like, well, Muhammad just killed it. It's yeah, like, your right. God is like way worse than I mean, Muhammad not even if you that. read the Bible. Noah's Ark? Jesus. Do you guys know the story of Noah's Ark? <laughs> God wanted to Noah's wash Ark? out and drown everyone so everyone he could start fresh. Yeah. What? That's... It wasn't just like a natural flood that kind of happened? Oh no, no. God brought <laughs> wrath. Right? He brought that God wrath. Got angry. And that's the thing is that like these... The us versus them, like, religion doesn't have that. Religion yeah. doesn't have us versus them. Um, they have, like, we are right, this is what we believe in, that's what they believe in. Religions are inclusive, not exclusive. Yes. And cults are the other way around. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, it's, it's just, it's so crazy, though, to think, like, uh, how how you are cut off from the outside world. Because, um, again, bring up Budafeld. Three people from the same family went into this. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, think about that. As a parent, like, you just lost three children to this place. Um, You can't talk to them. Right, exactly. But And they they had different names. And, like, when they were still, like, coming back into society, they they didn't know which name to go by. They didn't know which... You know what I mean? Like, And because they'd been so cut off from society, so cut off from, from the people that they loved that they were used to, and they go through these giant personality changes most of the time when they join the cult anyways. So think about that shock when, if you do actually get to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Can't imagine. While we're on the subject... Uh, oh God. Sorry, wait, I'm just going to say this act pertains to what we just were saying. Um, it's just a quote from um, that deprogrammed show, but it was a former member of the Christ family. She said when you got there, most of them... Uh, most of the thought process for the religion was if you're not ready to leave, like your brother, your sister, your mother, your family, etc., for my sake, then you're not ready to enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm. So it's like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 I want to go to heaven. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bye. Wait, yeah, better say goodbye to everybody. Yeah. Hi, weirdos. Ashley here with a special Keep It Weird promotion. For our L.A. listeners, or listeners visiting L.A., for a limited time, the Hollywood Escape House in North Hollywood is offering you a discount. One, if you've never played an escape room, you have to. It's a blast. Two, if you're an escape room connoisseur, you have to try this one. They have two rooms both based on true stories, The Royal Palace and Woman in the Attic, and they are offering 30% off with the promo code KEEPITWEIRD, and 10% of all those profits are going to the podcast. So it's a pretty sweet deal for all weirdos involved. Offer valid for groups of five or more, so go gather up your friends and head to NoHo. Call 818-800-9175 to book now and use promo KEEPITWEIRD. Okay? Back to the show. So I wanted to talk about a little bit about the Westboro Baptist Church mm-hmm. uh, and the way that they are, first of all, not Christians. No, <laughs> they are so far At from all. it. Um, so they actually, I, I looked into it, they check off eight boxes of cult behavior. I did not realize it was that many. One, defectors, which is what they call people who have left or been forced out of the church, have reported having their lives threatened when they were disobedient and have reported physical abuse. The church members obviously deny this. The ones that are currently in the church, the people that have left the church say, yes, that's what happened. 
Two, strict control over the lives of members, personal appearance, extracurricular activities, etc. Three, separation from contacts outside of the group. Those who leave are completely cut off, unable to retain any sort of relationship with family members still inside the church. Four, polarized worldview, believing the vast majority of people are condemned to hell, including absolutely everyone who disagrees with them, including family members who have left the church or defected. They see themselves as representatives of God waging spiritual war on a culture that freely embraces sin. Jeez. So we also have large required donations. Uh, The Westboro Baptist Church is funded through donations of its members. This gets a little tricky, though, because most of the money is usually spent on the church traveling to protest locations and not enriching the leader, which is what happens in a lot of oh, right. Yeah, that the leader's different. normally sitting pretty... Yeah. Ew, but the money is um, still used for the grossest yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. You um, know what's interesting? <clears throat> but they'd also say that defectors that have left say that they have literally nothing to their name when they leave. Yeah, because they've given everything to them. Because they've given everything. Um, And then finally, uh, conformity, subjection of individual thoughts. The goals of the church take precedence over individual wants, and individual wants are seen as selfish. You know, when you're reading that, though, like, it ticks almost the same boxes as Scientology. Yeah. Oh, it does. I mean, it's just like Scientology is on this grandiose scale, and like, (laughs) just down here. Even though they're, I mean, they're enough. Yeah, they are um, plenty. Have you guys seen the movie Red State? Because no. that is, te- they say it's based on the Westboro Baptist Church. If you see the movie, it's a very extreme version. I don't, obviously there's more physical and crazy things happening in the movie that I think people would argue and say, okay, this isn't Westboro. But they made it kind of from the inspiration of the Westboro Baptist Church. And even just seeing that movie was horrifying and just hearing the things the leader was saying and how... Like, you, then you read articles that the leader of the Westboro Baptist Church has said very similar things. They're pretty much taking lines from him and putting them in the movie at the start of it. And just, you you have to see the movie. It's just complete terror. Because even though it is extreme in some ways, I think it's also very true in some ways. And yeah. I just can't believe these people exist. Well, it's like The Master, though, with Philip Seymour Hoffman. I oh, yeah? That's about oh, God. how it, I mean, That's about Scientology. Yeah, yeah basically That's framed. L. Ron Hubbard, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. Punishment for uh, for criticism is a big one for Scientology, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, defectors are completely shunned. This is Westboro still. The, the people that leave the church are completely shunned. Members have been raised with the expectation of terrible things happening to them should they leave the path of the righteous, uh, including condemnation to hell. But this is a big one for Church of Scientology. But they call them suppressives. Mm -hmm. A suppressive person. That's like anyone who disagrees with the Church of Scientology. Mm -hmm. It's not just people who have left the church. But uh, suppressive people have reported that upon leaving the church, they were shunned by members of the church, but also harassed. One woman claimed that after she left the Church of Scientology, they went around and told all of her neighbors she was a sex offender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the HBO documentary Going Clear was released, the Church of Scientology wrote a five-page letter of response ripping apart the sources of the film, describing one as a wife beater, one as a violent psychopath, and one as a homewrecker. They even said that Lawrence Wright, who wrote Going Clear, which is mm-hmm. like the absolute best book on Scientology... They said that he was obviously suffering from an acute case of jealousy of Mr. Hubbard and has thus tried to slander him out of spite. Well, once you oh, become... Like anyone, anyone who talks... It's you know, once even you become Leah a suppressive Remini, person. If you remember, that's what it is, though. Once you become a oppressive person... It was person, like, 
Mm-hmm. Fair game. Oh, yeah. That's what they call it, though. They call it fair game. And fair game is once you've been an actor with a fair game, anything. Anything can be said. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another one. You said Going Clear, the documentary is super good. The book it's is so amazing. Good. The book is incredible. <clears throat> but her show, uh, Scientology in the Aftermath, uh, with Leah Remini, is yeah. just phenomenal. In fact, near the end of the season, yet. they start to go into meetings with lawyers and they can't tell you what they're discussing because. I mean, it's basically clear she's she's trying to take the church down. Yeah. Um, and it's her and the old um, head publicist. I yeah. can't remember his name. Well, right she's been trying to take the church down since she left. Uh, she filed a missing persons report. For David Miscavige's for, wife. Yes, for his she's wife. not been she's seen been publicly. She's been missing since 2003. Yeah, she's, she's not been still seen. Still not been seen. Every she's, time they... But the thing is, when Leah Remini um, filed the missing persons report, the police got back to her and said, basically, th- she's not missing. We talked to her. And Leah Remini was like, did you see her? Mm-hmm. Did you see her in person? Mm-hmm. And they, like, wouldn't tell her whether or not they saw her in person, I don't talked think to they her did. over the phone, or no. saw her at fucking They no. didn't. If they, they talked to someone not. on the phone, it was probably someone else. You did not there's see her There's so physically. many conspiracies. I mean, and there's it's like, so... The thing is, is, like, if you are David or his wife, Shelly... I think her name Shelley is Shelly. Yeah. yeah, if you are David or Shelly, you know that all of this chatter is happening. You know that this talk is happening. Yeah. No. If she's fine, if she's okay, if she's... Have her step out. Step out for two yeah. seconds. And just be like, step hey, out into the light. I'm I am here. actually working. I'm working very hard, and that's why I'm right. not around. Because that's what they say. Like, she's just, like, working so hard yeah. with the Then church. let her s- like, wave okay. her hand and say wave. hello. Wave yeah. out the side of a car no. door. She, she's be like, I mean, hi, I'm alive. There's so many conspiracies, but she's either dead or she's so, so buried deep. With yeah. everything that's mm-hmm. in that church, that she's never getting out of there. Yeah, right. I mean, like his own, David Miscavige's father, his sister—they both have left and made books um, about it. Um, I mean, there's no, there's no way that that the stuff that people are saying is happening isn't happening. So yeah. it's just eventually a, a certain amount of time before you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, they they have down. so much money because of the when they were declared tax exempt, and it was like it was like they had won a war when they did. Yeah, um, they have so much money that they have to put into the church that they end up buying facilities, and there's just millions of empty facilities mm-hmm. with yeah. no, I mean, they have a ton of members, but they don't have anything to do with them. So they just keep buying right. real estate and that's all of their money is in real estate. Yeah. But I mean, if they, as soon as they get charged as not a religion, like done, they have yeah, so much money. Out. But I feel like David Miscavige is still like on the run. Like they don't really know where he is. He like opened yeah. up a new uh, church of Scientology in like New Zealand or something like that recently. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's. Well, now they've been buying properties too, like houses. Oh, great. Yeah, they just bought, <laughs> uh, I think it was in Hawaii or, oh shit, I don't remember where it was, but they just I bought know. like this huge property and people are questioning, like, why do you need this? Yeah, what yeah. is that for? With your church, with the money, but that's the But thing, they have to like, spend so much money on the church or like they have to explain, like they're spending all this extravagant amount of stuff, like in the, in the documentary, you can see all the stuff they spend on Tom Cruise alone. They have to spend it on the church as well. Otherwise they're just getting money to then spend money and yeah. they're not then a religion. They're right. not spending it on their own people. It won't be named as a church. Anymore. So then, yeah, that's why it's so fascinating. They're they're almost the reason why people have such a hard time differentiating between religion, religion and, and cult. Yeah, oh, yeah, be, like yeah the because they are reason. saying no, we're religion. No, we're religion. Yeah. And it's like I can point out at least five reasons why you are not. Why you are right. not. But that's and why they're making the people is, confused. Is like, just yeah, because if they're you are a religion it. and someone leaves your religion. Who gives a shit? Right. Like, you know, like you'd be sad if you were a Christian and you had a Christian friend and they were like, you know what? I'm not going to be a Christian anymore. You'd be like, that sucks. 
Yeah. But they're but like, the not ruined. Yeah, but yeah. Not nothing is game. over and I'm not, yeah, it's not going to become fair game where I slander your name. All yeah. Over the place. I mean, it's not ridiculous. The case. Just um, ridiculous. So another tick on the, uh, this is a cult. The leader is not accountable to any authorities. Well, like, this that's is what a big we were one. Yeah. talking yeah, about before. David Savage thinks he's just David above Mr. everything. Yeah, he thinks he's yep. untouchable. There's still a hierarchy with within a religious church. The law yeah. is the authority. Mm-hmm. You, if you're, you know, you're a preacher, you can't kill somebody and get away with it. Yeah. Or convince you, like your preacher can't convince you that they could. Right. I've never well. met a pastor who has claimed to be above the law. Yeah, they're right. still going to get punished if they break the law. 100%. But that cult leaders either are convinced themselves or convince you that they are above the law. Like Charles Manson, he believed that he was the harbinger of doom regarding the planet's future and that nothing would stop him from completing what he had to be done. He believed that you know, he believed that the White Album, the Beatles' White yeah. Album, was re- speaking directly to the Manson family. Like Helter Skelter was his yeah. album. And mm-hmm. warning his them. Uh, off it. Yeah, it was warning them of the racial tension between blacks and whites, that it was growing and soon that black people would rise up in rebellion in America's cities. And this delusion became especially insidious <coughs> after Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated in 1968. He then focused all of his energy on preparing the family for the impending apocalypse. But he literally thought that nothing could touch them mm-hmm. until what they had to be done was done. So he convinced them that, like, they could kill, they could do whatever. Nothing was going to stop them because he was chosen for this right. mission. And everything was going to be okay for them because yeah. it doesn't matter what happens with the law. Like, you are in right with me, with the yeah. Lord. Yeah, and what's so funny is he's claiming that he's above the law and no one can touch him. But then when these murders were happening, he would always stand off to the side. Uh-huh. And you know and that he nothing. on purpose was like, well, in order to not be in trouble, yeah. I need mm-hmm. to not do anything. It's like, you knew. Yeah, he knows. And, um, and not and, as far and, as that, but Mooney, he got uh, filed for a tax. He got in trouble with the law for tax and he ended up going to... Um, to jail for like 18 months or 13 months for it. But like a lot of people thought that he was just attacked because of the fact that he was the leader of, of right. the unified church. Yeah. And they were attacking him. Like the law was like, you know, giving him a stiff hand because of it. But I don't know. Yeah. So he didn't avoid any law. No. And that, that goes along with the, the group teaches or implies that it's supposedly, uh, Oh no, we already talked to it. No, we didn't. Um, the group, Teaches or implies that it's supposedly exalted ends justify whatever means deems necessary. Mm-hmm. So uh, this may result in members participating in behaviors or activities they would have considered re- reprehensible or unethical before joining the group. For example, lying to family or friends or collecting money for bogus charities. Mm-hmm. In their minds, it doesn't matter how they get the money for the church or you know, what they do to get whatever their leader is asking for because it's for the greater good, mm-hmm. that it it's okay. Yeah. It's okay as long as you're doing it for the church or for the group or for the, the good of the group. And yeah. see, that almost, like, goes on, like, so you were saying but so many examples that were not... Christianity. Like, yeah. they're not like, hey, steal for us. Yes, give us yeah. money God in any way possible. God says steal, so it's okay. Yeah. I had yeah. a friend tell me, she had a really sad story. She wanted to remain anonymous, and she wanted the country that this cult is from to remain anonymous, because if you knew the country, you could make the connection. But she told me her grandma was in a cult abroad that also had a chapter in the U.S., and she was part of it here. And she began, her grandma, like, she became a part of this cult in old age, which I think is so sad that she was so lonely and I 
isolated that mm-hmm. she needed something, which mm-hmm. just tells you like any walk of life can do this. Um, but she started stealing from their family and like she would beg her sister for money and say, I need $500. Uh, it's for the kids. I want to get all the kids Christmas presents. Um, and then she ended up giving all the kids like $20 at Christmas. And so clearly the money was going somewhere else and just she was lying and manipulating them to get money in any way possible and then would just fly overseas and be gone for extended periods of time and no one knew why and it was just my friend was saying it was so sad this was she was experiencing it during high school and college and just like my grandma is like stealing money from me I don't I don't know how to handle this right now I just thought that was so sad how did it end up I mean if she told you or not, how did it, I mean, is she still part of it? Is the grandma she still, is part, still of part of it? Well, the thing was just like quickly over the story, she sent me a really long story and I'm kind of summarizing. Um, she got excommunicated from the cult at one point, And when she was excommunicated, she was basically left for dead. She was 84 pounds. She was like moaning and saying nonsense and scratching the carpet and laying on the ground. She was totally gone and completely paranoid and had lost her identity pretty much. And then, I'm not sure what happened on the in-between, but she now eventually, like my friend is out of college, um, has graduated a long time ago, blah, blah, blah. Her grandma has since gone back to the cult, um, but is currently in a government-sponsored senior living center down in San Diego. And so she's part of the cult, but her health is so bad that she can't be in in the cult and she can't travel and go anywhere for it anymore. But she still is lying to the family um, basically doesn't communicate with the family. No one's able to take care of her. So she's just in this senior living center in like San Diego. She it's super herself. sad. Yeah. But all the lying and the stealing and getting money, as you said, any means necessary, just drove that wedge and no one knows how yeah. to speak to her or take care of her. So, But even, you know, you look at a church. Yes, a church asks for offerings. It asks for donations. But if you're homeless on the street, you can walk into a church and attend a service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, They're not I, yes. going to turn oh, you absolutely. away no. and say, oh, no, 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 this is this costs money or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Anyone can come. Right. Everyone's So welcome. that's a big, that's that's a huge difference. Yeah, it's also cults. I will say. It's not that way. You can't just like freeload. No. In a oh, cult. no. <laughs> like you have to pay. Yeah. And on that front, actually, Church of Latter-day Saints, I used to work with this woman and she went through a really nasty divorce. And, um, when that happened, uh, and she had, they had a kid together, um, the church paid for her and her kid, I think it was either three to five months in an apartment by themselves, helped them out with food, helped them out while she got back on her feet, got a job, everything. So, I mean, that, that is an amazing side of a church. That's what it's about. Like helping, 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 uh, it's community, helping its members, because that's why in turn you're then helping the church. You know, it's like a, it's a... A reciprocal thing. Yeah. And so that was amazing to hear, you know, because you hear all these negatives. It's great to hear a positive. Yeah. Now. Well, and then with a cult, they would have left her for dead at oh, 84 exactly. pounds. Dumb. At 84 and... pounds, moaning and groaning and yeah. scratching. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's the worst thing, though, for them. The worst thing that, for me at least, <laughs> is that those people, the mindset that they're in is the worst thing to them would be to leave. Yeah. Or to be excommunicated or to be, you know, not the fact that she's 84 pounds, not the fact that she's moaning or that she has no clue what life is. It's about the fact that she's not with them anymore. Mm -hmm. The people that are, I mean, it's almost like Stockholm syndrome. It's a brainwashing technique. It's to fall in love with that person so that you never want to leave them. They're set. Yeah. This one's very quick. Let's see. Subservience to the leader or group requires members to cut ties with family and friends and radically alter their personal goals and activities they had before joining the group. So 
Obviously, religions separate the church from extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. Again, all are welcome in God's home. You can go hunting. You can eat meat. You can, you know, break commandments as long as you aren't breaking the law. You can be a sinner. But in the cult, you can't. Yeah. And you can't even associate with people who do. do. And you like normally you, only associate with the people within your yeah, cult. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much there's just that. Reason for that. Yeah, yeah, there's a reason for that. And also... You know, because the people in the cult will never look at you and say, what are you doing? Don't you realize X, Y, Z? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, they will never do you. that. And yeah. so, like, if you l- allow them to communicate, I mean, there's been uh, reports of people in Scientology who the Scientology, the Church of Scientology says they're not allowed to read news reports about Scientology. They're not a- t- allowed to read about it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them have said, like, I had no idea what the outside world was, what the outside world was seeing about Scientology or what uh, suppressive people were saying about Scientology, because Mm -hmm. I wasn't even allowed to look at it. But if you were looking at what a suppressive person was saying, you would believe that they're saying that because they are a suppressive person. Yeah. Yeah. So like you wouldn't realize that that's the truth. Yeah. Mm hmm. So let's see. The group is preoccupi- preoccupied with bringing in new members. We went over that. Uh, preoccupied with making money. We went over that. Members are expected to devote inordinate amounts of time to the group and group-related activities. Well, that's like um, we said. They, I mean, they live with each other. So they're yes. just 24-7. I mean, again, like church Sundays. Sometimes Wednesdays. Yeah. Maybe I mean, some Bible religious study. days are Saturdays. Yeah, but, some yeah. churches or religions require you to pray every day, sometimes several times a day. Uh, if you commit yourself to, like, a Buddhist monk lifestyle or a priesthood, that's completely different because that's your personal choice or a sisterhood if you right. if you want to be a nun. You're making that full You're commitment. making that full commitment to your beliefs, to your faith, to your religion. But a cult will demand, like, 48 hours of service a week Mm -hmm. on top of a full-time job Mm -hmm. or, you know. Yeah, working crazy hours and not even reaping benefits. Mm -hmm. Right, no, absolutely. Yeah, and then also we talked about members. uh, Members of cults are encouraged or required to live and or socialize with with other group members. Mm -hmm. And then um, I actually looked this up. Some would say that this is happening inside, like, the Amish religion, but they would be wrong because the Amish choose to live the way that they do. And in almost all Amish communities, children coming into adulthood go through a rite of passage called Rumspringa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And during these years, usually 14 to 16 years old, they're allowed to run around. They're right. allowed to do drugs. They're allowed mm-hmm. to drink alcohol. They're, they're allowed released to dress. into the world. I think yeah. uh, women are allowed to show like. their hair. Like, yeah. There was an MTV hair. reality show uh, on it that. It was incredible. And it was so good. Really? They would incredible. go crazy. And sometimes but the thing is, they, they would, would take come them, back. like, to New York and, yeah. like, let them, they like, just living. run wild. And they would give wow. a makeover. Really? Yeah. Well, I know when I was reading it, because I was researching Amish. Actually, it's funny why Colts and Amish, like, I had to get into that at the end of the episode but um i thought the rum springer was mainly for young men but is it are you saying no, you saw for both women too? can do it, it too. was for yeah. both. okay i was maybe i was but thinking... again it depends on like the the amish community you're living strict, in. some right? of them don't even don't do rum springer some yeah. of them it's for the men but mostly today it's for all children coming into adulthood just go experience it yeah and sometimes and the they'll is, go on like, it and they'll still come oh, no, back actually, to the amish I have a staff community like the and they Jewish... say i didn't like it in the real no world. it's they have um 90 percent of amish teenagers 
choose go back. to come back. It'd be yeah. scary. Insane. It'd be scary. It'd be the scariest yeah. thing for a 14 to 16 year old to just be thrust into the and city. You think and think of how they're well, raised. Well, the thing is, is they're so not thrust into it. It's the MTV show was was extreme. They actually oh. took them, put them in New York, gave them makeovers. There, it's yeah. not like that. They're not actually. They're not pushed out of their community right. but they're just allowed to go out of their community they're allowed to do whatever Explore they, wanna do. Yeah, they want to do try some drugs and drink then some at beer. the end yeah at the end like when they turn like 16 or 17 then they can decide if they want to be baptized into the religion or if they want to choose to live outside of the community but another thing about the amish community if you choose to not be baptized in the religion you choose to actually like separate yourself you can still go, like, have dinner with your family. Right. You yeah. can still You're not go, excommunicated. You're not excommunicated. They don't talk. Right. They don't not talk to you anymore. And a lot of those, so 90% of uh, teenagers choose to be baptized. You can still, later on in life, go back to your community and get an adult baptism, is what it's called, and mm-hmm. rejoin the religion. So they're so, they're pretty open. They're more open they than actually anyone gives are. credit open. for. Well, that's the thing is that like the real world for them is just so overwhelming. It's too much. There's it's stress. Like there's so much unnecessary stress. Uh, the world moves really fast. People are vulgar and like rude and mean and sure. Sad bombing fucking concerts and I killing mean, kids. I mean, think about a life without like, having to see news every oh day God. i mean like the television it's like you know that whole ignorance is bliss type of yeah. mentality they're, li- they're like, raised the living is such a three, simple yeah, life the three of us could not go and live an amish life no. because, because of what we've had we have cell phones we have television yeah we I, I would not be able to not watch x-files yeah and i need a mirror all day i need a mirror i need netflix give me a mirror and i don't want my doll's face to be gone i want a face on my doll Oh my gosh. Okay, mirror and face full dolls. Please, please thank and you. thank you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so if your church tells you who you can and cannot talk to and forces that upon you, you're in a cult. Uh, <laughs> you're in a cult. <laughs> you should figure that out. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, the most loyal members, this is the last one, the most loyal members feel there can be no life outside of the context of the group. They believe there is no other way to be and often fear reprisals to themselves or others if they leave or even consider leaving the group. Um, so, like, even after Manson was arrested and on trial for murder, uh, two of the Manson girls lured a key witness to Hawaii somehow. I don't know why the fuck this person would go with them. They bought her a hamburger that they dosed with ten tabs of acid to Holy try and kill her. shit. Uh, the witness made it out alive barely. She was able to call the prosecutor and was immediately treated for drug overdose. The two girls were charged with attempted murder. And even now that he's in prison, like, he's put away, his girls still do his bidding. One carried out an unsuccessful assassination attempt on President Ford. He calls them the Order of the Rainbow, and he's ordered them to avoid sexual intercourse. Uh, they can't eat meat, they can't smoke cigarettes, they can't wear makeup, and they can't watch movies with violence. And this is only the women? Yeah, I mean, Manson had male followers, but, not but like, they weren't his, they yeah. weren't, yeah. like, his, they were basically concubines, right. is what they were, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, and then he had, like, his cronies, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, his women followers are still, still, even after yeah, he's Southern in California. prison, yeah, yeah, they're still, no, yeah, much so, actually, uh, what's her name, Squeaky, was it Squeaky, that um, just recently... Not re- she actually recently passed away, but a couple years before she passed away, she was she had brain cancer, and she was trying to get an earlier parole so that she could maybe have 
a couple years of life outside of prison before she died of brain cancer and she was denied. But she escaped and immediately tried to go to California, or not California. She where, Where's Charles Manson right now? Is he in California right I thought it was California. Is he? he is. Yeah. Okay. Or Nevada. I don't remember. Somewhere west. Yeah. yeah. She, oh, I just know the family still has... She was in Long Island and she immediately... Tried to When go she to escaped, California. she tried to go to wherever Manson was. Dumbass. After... Years, 30, After 40 years. all that years. time, still holding on to and that. And, of course, she gets sent back and she, she eventually nothing. died of brain cancer, which is really sad. But she knew nothing else. She yeah, knew that's nothing. true. You that's get out and you devoted. feel lost and you have nowhere else to go and you say, I know that my identity lies with Charles Manson. So You're in the exact here. same place, though, that you started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. lost, confused, that's wanting more, and oh, yeah, wanting this, to... Well, this leads so, to... Why would anyone join a cult? How do they get members? So... Here's the thing. Most people who are in a cult have no idea that they're in a cult. They'll even look at other cults and can identify that other that the other cult is a cult, even though they're like currently in a cult. Not the one that they yeah. In that uh, documentary, uh, Deprogramming, mm-hmm. one of the women who was in, I think she was with the Christ family, and she said, oh, it was, it was, when, um, it was when Jonestown happened. Mm, mm-hmm. And 900 people died because yeah. Jim Jones convinced them to drink the Kool-Aid and they Insane. died. And she was in the Christ family cult and she literally saw that and she was like, they're crazy. That's a cult. Yeah. yeah. And she's in she a cult. She didn't even realize, yeah. realize, realize she was in a cult. So close to it. I mean, cults, cult leaders and cults, they prey on the weak. They mm-hmm. prey on the lost and the confused and the lonely and the sad, like runaways who left home. Runaways are huge um, one. Kids whose parents don't understand them. And... Like we were talking about earlier, I would be surprised if there was, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another cult uprising very soon based on our political climate. Because yes, you are right. seeing so many young people going to political protests mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and meeting these like-minded people. All it's going to take is one charismatic person who can become their leader. And say, follow and me. And say, follow me and have an insidious, you know, idea in their head. And right. yeah. boom, you've got a cult. Today. His I names mean, would be like Lord of Instagram. <laughs> that would Lord be the name Instagram. of 2017. Right? That would be the name. No, um, but it's true, though, because where the world was, there were so many wars going on. Mm-hmm. Vietnam, Cold War, I mean, for forever. Um, yeah. And there was this this hippie subculture of the youth movement, mm-hmm. which they wanted, to, they wanted to change it. But how can you change it from so far away? How can you yeah. change it when you don't know really... They didn't know how. Yeah. So yeah. they thought joining these, and again, there are people that are like, you know, a guy right. told his mom he was gay and she didn't like it, so he was cast out and he joined one. Right. Um, you know, someone wanted to fulfill life. Like, I remember a lot of people when watching something or reading, they all said, like, there's got to be more to life. You know, there can't just be war. There can't just be... Well, and so they just move f- yeah. toward these things because they're promised by a charismatic speaker yeah. that they're going to change the world. Well, right? that's a very distinct sign of a cult is delayed knowledge. So we talked mm-hmm. about earlier how, like, when you're joining a Christian church, you know exactly what's going to happen. You're going to read the Bible. You're going to go yep. on Sundays. You're going to blah, blah, blah. A lot of the hippie cults and the religious cults in the 60s and 70s, including the Manson family, they started with a party. Mm-hmm. So you'd meet someone and they would say, hey, do you want to come hang out with me and my friends for the weekend? And so you go and like you have a good time and you smoke some weed and you drink some beer and like you're meeting all these new friends and 
Um, maybe they bring up, like, God once or twice, but, like, they're asking, you know, they're talking to you about, like, hey, all the crazy stuff that's happening in the world, don't you think it's weird that everyone just accepts the Vietnam War? Mm -hmm. Like, if we can't trust our president, because Nixon at the time, if we can't trust our president, like, who can we trust? Yeah. Right. And these people are hanging out with them and going, like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're why, right. why is no one protesting? Like, why aren't more people protesting the war? Why, yeah. why do people trust this president? And then all of a sudden you've been living with them for two weeks and then they bring up Reverend Moon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh. And then you meet Reverend Moon and he's really nice. Yep. And he's really charismatic. He has a personality he, that reels you. Yeah. And there's and they, none they, of those red flags. You, it's just like no, a nice guy. You've been hanging out with the best people. They Reverend Moon and they're like, this guy actually has a really good idea of how we can change the world. And by that mm-hmm. point, you're like, fucking yeah, let's Absolutely. do it. Let's like, bring me on board. Sitting here. Yeah. Right. And by then you're in it. You're done. Yeah. And what's That's so it. funny is like, it's like you're looking for, it's, it's almost like there's a lack of structure, right? Because mm-hmm. they don't know what to do. They don't know how to progress. So they're looking, uh, but there's also too much structure in the government trying to tell you what to do, trying to say like, you're part of this war, you're part of that war. So like they're in this in between. So what they, they think they're gravitating away from structure and they end up in like the, like in the like most confined, the most structured, yeah. horrible yeah. place. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah, that's what happens too. Is the thing is, is like even the people that you're you're immediately brainwashed by the first people you meet that are like come to this party. You're mm-hmm. immediately brainwashed by them, and you don't even know it. And the thing is, they don't even realize they're brainwashing you. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because not. they're already they're so far. Yeah, they're so far gone and brainwashed and so instilled with these beliefs that they're like, oh, I'm just telling you the facts, man. I'm yeah. telling you what's happening at this awesome party. They have no idea they're taking no. advantage of someone. And they also are very okay with you being like, oh, well, I don't know if that's not... No, okay, yeah, you know, like, if yeah, you don't no, believe with totally, that. Like, yeah. But right. they are still continually saying what. Yeah, but they're yeah. like, here. Yeah, Nettles and Applewhite, when they formed Heaven's Gate, that was in the 70s. It was the early 70s, mm-hmm. and um, the article that I was reading said they got most of their followers because it was these lost hippies that were looking for some sort of spiritual connection. They all said, mm-hmm. I, I want to connect more spiritually. I'm just, I'm looking for that higher level. And these two were like, hey, we'll take it to the next level. We're alien beings. <laughs> and it was like, obviously they didn't say that straight out the gate, but they were saying, we know how to make you feel next level if you're looking for a spiritual connection beyond what you've been getting. And they just preyed on these weak, young 20-somethings that were just looking for something. Well, we should yeah, also, like Scientology. Yeah, I was going to say, we should bring up Scientology because in the delayed information part of this conversation i mean with the preying on the young the weak the blah 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 they do especially in hollywood prey on like young actors young yeah, musicians who come here and they see bomb yeah, elbows with john travolta exactly. and but Tom with the um with the uh the the levels the delayed knowledge thing yes the way that they recu- recruit you is asking they ask you a simple question like are you unhappy mm-hmm. are you stressed would you like to change that? Right. So, like, the lowest level, which they call operating thetan level one of Scientology, is all about stress relief and managing anxiety and yeah. managing yeah, social even, and financial pressures and finding ways to cope with it life. It sounds like it's yeah, self Even that, though, even mm-hmm. that, Ashley, like, you have to, like, they're already starting. They're already oh, finding dirt on you. They're yeah. already finding the things. Like, so you're stressed. What's making you stressed? Oh, my boyfriend and I, blah, blah, blah. I accidentally cheated yeah. on her. Something, right. like, to where they get some sort of mm-hmm. dirt on you. Mm-hmm. Then they always have you then. Because yes. they're going to slander right. you when you come fair yeah, game if you try to leave. Yeah, but the thing is, is that that is level one. So, um, and it works. 
You are, yeah. your stress is relieved. Your your anxiety levels are down. So then you pay more money for classes and cleansing and auditing and you spend years better in your life through Scientology. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, also we believe that a dictator of the Galactic Confederacy named Xenu brought billions of people exactly. here and massacred them. But you don't level. find that out until higher levels. years ago yeah. and the Thedans and the first person who caused your price of it. And it's like, what? Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. an alien growing inside me? Great. They but the other thing... Are, that's like seven years down the line. That right. ball's dropped. Like... But did you know that they don't even have anything written for the highest part that you can reach? Mm-hmm. And the thing that they do is they continually find things that are wrong with the earlier doctrines, and so they reissue, you buy all of them again, and you start at ground zero yeah, again you and work over. your way back up. Even though you know about the aliens, and by the way, you're not supposed to talk about the aliens. No, 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 no. Uh, but... And then you have to redo it all again, and you're con- and you're paying again. Like it's yes. just your over job. Over and over. To over and over. Actually, calcul- someone calculated how much it would cost to do all the levels of Scientology, uh, uh, and this was like what I was reading was like 2012, so it's probably even more now. But to go through the levels of Scientology just the first time is anywhere is it's around five hundred thousand dollars. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean and you have to buy all of his just, books. Yeah, that doesn't include the books. That doesn't include any extra yeah, there's so stuff. So much more which they convince you to buy. Portion. And then there's the donations. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just so scary because I think of how vulnerable and scared and young I was when I first came to LA, and I'm so happy that I already knew enough about Scientology to avoid it. Because I just think, what if I didn't know about it for some reason? Mm-hmm. I feel like someone could have convinced me. Because if you the think price of, is pretty. Because if you see well, where they are at level one, it just sounds like someone is being Oprah and being like, "Hey, honey, let's fix you up. I got your back." About and, Scientology and they're too. nice to you, and they're gonna help me with my acting. Yeah. And they're gonna- they so offer ridiculous. acting classes. They offer, yeah. Um, the thing with Scientology, too, is you can actually, be, you can have another religion. So you can be a Christian and go to Scientology. They don't say that Scientology is the only one. Oh, you I, can didn't actually, know. I didn't yes, know that at all. You can be a Muslim and you can also be a Scientologist. Interesting. Did you know Charles Manson was a Scientologist? No. Oh my gosh, Charles but Manson, I'm not surprised. Charles not... Manson studied Scientology when he was in prison in the early 60s. He was obsessed with Dianetics and L. Ron Hubbard and everything. Of course. So, yeah. um, in the book Helter Skelter, Charles Manson claimed that he completed the full training offered by the church in L. Ron Hubbard's Dianetics and was given their highest declaration. Which, um, wouldn't that be like to like see the future? Pretty much. Yeah. In, 19, yeah, in 1969, when the Manson family exploded across headlines for the Tate and LaBianca murders, the Church the, of Scientology very quickly downplayed Manson's involvement with his auditing. But legal documents seized by the FBI show that Manson had received over 150 hours of auditing, which is more than some receive in many years of involvement, reaching levels as high as Theta 5. Oh, my god! Oh, so it's not high, because it's 7, I think, is the highest. 7 is the highest. Um, Internal documents show that at least three other members of the family were also involved with the Church of Scientology. I'm not surprised by that. uh, Manson was also rumored to have been involved with a breakaway sect of Scientology that called themselves the Prophet. Church of the Final Judgment, who were obsessed with L. Ron Hubbard's central purpose in life, which was to, quote, smash their names into history. This breakaway sect, they revered Hitler as a great success, basically. So it's more than likely that Manson was greatly influenced by the Process Church, because that was kind of like where he went with Scientology. Uh, but this breakaway group is also connected to David Berkowitz, the son of Sam, uh, who Ugh. was also a Scientologist. They believe that the Process Church, uh, uh, many believe that the Process Church had influenced him to go through the killings, not his neighbor's dog. 
Mm. Funny, too, Manson also learned his most effective persuasion uh, techniques from Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. (laughs) (laughs) When he was in prison in the 60s, he read that book over and over, and he also read uh, L. Ron Hubbard. What's his... Dianetics? Is it... No... Uh, yes, Dianetics. yeah, is the main, yeah, yeah is the that main. That sucks because I love that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Well, it's no, actually it's great. a really great, great book. book. So it's just I hilarious. hate, yeah. I just hate that it's oh, yeah. People have actually, there was a, I'll have to show you the article. I have to find it. If I do, I'll post it on Keep It Weird page too. But there's an, actually an article that someone who was, who did a lot of studying uh, Marilyn Manson's time with the family. And could actually point out chapters in Dale Carnegie's book that he used those those techniques that he used to influence the family and to like they can find them in the book. I think you yeah. just said Marilyn. You did Manson. say Marilyn Manson. Did I, I was like, wait a second, okay. he's involved too. No. Okay. I wanted to so wait till she thing. finished her thought. We, we've been talking about Marilyn Manson so, so much because we, we texted had the nineties episode. Yesterday. We were texting about him yesterday that even when I was typing up my notes, I found myself typing Marilyn Manson. <laughs> I would have to like he's on the brain. Yeah, I would have he to like delete it, and then I just need to listen and. I watched the latest episode of American Gods, mm-hmm. and there's a song that plays in the episode that sounds so much like the beautiful people. Really? I swear beautiful to God, people. Marilyn Manson <laughs> is just taking over my life. Well, what's yeah. his defiant show? Well, yeah, that's that why I texted I Ashley yesterday, which we're getting off track. We're yeah, going to talk sorry. about it Hello. afterwards. Okay, afterwards, what, yeah. what, okay. Hi, welcome to Keep It Weird. <laughs> we Let's talk about uh, all start from strange, square one. unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, Okay. That's kind of the what reason why you would say join is, is what we're summarizing. Let's all join a cult is the yes. is the summary of this episode, right? I yes, think so. Pretty yeah. much. That's where we're heading. So this episode is basically part one in our cult series. Yeah. Today our goal was to tell you what a cult was exactly, how it differed from a or- religion. Or a, a faith-based organization, faith-based organization mm-hmm. and why it was that people joined a cult. Yes. And then later, in later cult episodes, we're actually going to get really deep into Scientology. Yeah. The Char- Manson. Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Charles, I also, and also Manson, the deprogramming. The yes. We have to talk about deprogramming. Yeah. Wait, what? Um, it's fascinating. Though. <laughs> That's better. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to get more specific in the future. This is just sort of the intro. This is intro your intro. Intro to cults. cults. Yeah. Um, intro, cults 101. It's um, important to know the differences because too many people are against the church. So I think this was good. Yeah. We do have uh, we do have some listener stories. You already yes. kind of told one. Yes. I have another okay. really good one. Yeah. Unless someone else has one. I do. I have a, I have a Scientology one. That'd be... Yeah. Or do you want to save it for the Scientology episode? No, I'll tell it now. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. We, we I got feel like time Scientology. today. So, it's in a um, Facebook message. So. One of my friends, I don't know if I should say her name. Maybe not. We'll, we'll call her Jay. Wink. Hey, Jay. Wink, wink. What's up, Jay? So she ended up renting out her apartment Airbnb style to a group of Scientologists, and she sent me her experience. Okay. Oh, <gasps> and God. She I'm so awesome. excited. They left, uh, accidentally left one of their, like, binders of information there so she also took pictures of those pages which i will show you later oh incredible. good gravy um, leah remini like shows you some of the yeah. binders too in it oh crazy oh, yeah. uh, so here's her story of when they stayed at her apartment uh so toward the end of last summer i had been airbnb quite a bit and had gotten a little lax on really talking to people beforehand so i didn't even know why they were coming into town 
The main girl messaged me saying she needed a place to stay for six people that same night. I told her the apartment wouldn't be ready by then. She kept responding with, what about the next day or the day after that? Eventually, I agreed that they could rent the, the space in two days for the next ten days. She kept sending me messages for the following two days all through the day. Could I rent it for cheaper? Would there be breakfast? Could they get a cot? They now had seven people. Is that okay? Just becoming really annoying. Eventually, three of them arrive, and I show them around the apartment and give them the keys. They were all in uniform. I felt really uncomfortable handing over my space to them, but I did anyway. The next week was such a pain in the ass. Just calling and texting me all week. What's this? Where is this? All that shit. One day, they all locked themselves out. All of them. Together. No one brought their keys. That being said... (laughs) Seven people. I know. How? I had to go over to let them back in, which is when I realized there were way more than seven fucking people staying in my apartment. Oh, no. There were suitcases and little pallets everywhere. I pulled the main girl aside and asked her how many people were there. She starts going on uh, into this thing that they don't get to sleep because of their work. They work for days straight, so they're just trading off the sleeping space for when someone finally gets to leave for a few hours. It was really uncomfortable, but they were leaving in two days, so I didn't really know what to do about it, so I did nothing. (laughs) Toward the end of the week, when the head girl starts texting, trying to ask if they can stay longer, I say no. She keeps harassing me, and I keep saying no. And now something happens where we started this very passive-aggressive back and forth for about a day. I end up telling her that the space has already been rented and that I will be there with a cleaning person at 5 on the day of their checkout uh, and to turn over the apartment and they needed to be out by 5. The day comes along and that morning I send her a reminder that I'll be there at 5 and everyone should leave their keys on the counter. I get there and one bedroom hasn't even been packed. Their shit is all over the bedroom and the bathroom. The whole apartment is a disaster. And that's when she discovered the book that she took all the photos of. I also discovered that they had censored our entire home. My roommate at the time is one of my oldest friends, and he's also a gay man. They had taken the photos of him and his boyfriend together off the walls. Oh, my God. We had some artwork with butts that they took off the walls. They had just gone around hiding all of the things that they deemed, like, offensive to them in closets and drawers. Also, one of the sets of keys is missing. So I text the girl, she apologizes. The end result is that I end up agreeing to personally deliver the stuff. Yes, I packed her bag for her and pick up my keys from her. Because after I found out, like, found the book and found out they were Scientologists, I wanted to see if I could go inside the building. I was so curious, I just needed to know things. (laughs) So my roommate and I get in the front of the building and I text her asking where I should go once I get inside. And she immediately bursts out from the lobby, won't let me help her carry the bags inside even though there are two of us and she's obviously struggling Uh, a few days later i get a text saying she's missing the shampoo uh that she bought and wants to come back over and get it but i never respond again oh my god so basically they airbnb'd her apartment so there's gonna be seven people she said that there's probably at least 15 people staying in her apartment and that was really weird after I was, like, doing all this research, how she was saying, like, we can't sleep because right. of our work. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't allowing them to get they any sleep. sleep. They can't sleep that... from my work. Yeah. yeah. Good excuse. Good lie. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. They couldn't sleep. Yeah, they, they weren't allowed, allowed to sleep. To sleep. Because Man, I hope she changed her keys. Right? I was going to say. Yeah. That's just, that's really sneaky yes Mm -hmm. that's really sneaky and conniving i mean not that i expect anything else but like god i know i'm not surprised but i'm still surprised the worst part of the booklet that she sent me is a page 
Um, and it's called, let me save it here, uh, A Message for Black People. This is, like, from the Church of Scientology. And it's basically telling people, black people, how they can better their lives through Scientology because they will increase your intelligence and improve your personality and bring personal power uh, and alertness to any person who to whom it is applied. Um, what a bunch of bullshit! And I'm yeah. sorry, but how how so, like how self deprecating is it if you would be a black person to read this and look then join? In, right. Look, look into Scientology and use it to help your own people. Let them truly walk in the sun and take their place among the most brilliant people. Oh fuck! No off. way! Fuck Are you kidding off. me? Yep. A message for black people. Yeah, Tyler just yeah. made the good point of, like, imagine being a black person that reads that and still joins Scientology. Where do you have to be in your life to, to say, you're right, point. I am less than white people and yeah. I'm not Are as smart, so me? let me join. That <coughs> is bonkers. It's a fucked nightmare. Up. That's so fucked. That's so fucked I know. up. Wow. So, Jay, so that's fun. Jay, I'm glad you're still alive. Jay, Jay. yeah, yeah thank you for surviving. I know, she was like, you can use my first name. And, like, as I was about to be like, this is from my friend. No, right. Peter. <laughs> Peter. Peter. So my friend Facebook messaged me yesterday, and he told me I could use his first name. His name is Sean. He's a high school friend. We hadn't Hi, talked. Sean. In, hey, Sean. We hadn't talked in a long time, but I so appreciate this story. Um, he started his message with, "Well, I met my wife in a cult," <laughs> and I said, "Well, what?" Okay, and he said, "We're pretty open about it, so go ahead and share." Um, so they both thought they were joining a Christian ministry that was attracting 18 to 25 year olds. This was like back in college days, it sort of sounds like, or maybe just after college. Um, and he said, sorry, this is all on a Facebook message and I respond a couple times, so it might sound a little bit scattered. I apologize. Um, so he said they found this, what they thought was Chris, a Christian ministry, said after a few touch points at conferences and online, um, Sean says, I decided to quit school and go to an internship, which is like a funnel to recruit people to come to this Bible school and come on the church staff. They taught heavily on a relationship with God, the Temple of David, and the impending Armageddon. It was really easy to romanticize everything. The message had been developed since the 80s. We most saw or experienced spiritual or mental abuse while we were there. We never really had to give up money or possessions to anyone, but we expected to live by very little, and we made very little. For example, I made $350 a month after taxes as the senior as the senior youth pastor working 50-plus hours a week. Jeez. And I was told that if I wanted to make more money, I had to ask people to support me, like asking Whoa. for donations. Um, about a month prior before being asked to be the youth pastor, I was told by a church leader that he had prophetically heard from God that I would be the greatest youth pastor the church had ever seen or live a mediocre life. The facade was that they were a Christian community of missionaries, and they held four core values. One was to pray continuously, which they took literally, requiring you to, requiring you to sit in a room 24 hours a week, and they taught that it was okay to lose friendships and relationships if you were praying. Two was extreme holiness, blaming the students and church members for good things not happening because they were people of sin, and sometimes even saying that God told them someone was living in sin in the community. Three was giving things to the poor, which was hardly ever done. The church had partner ministries that engaged with the needy, but they would rather have you pray for the poor than actually do something. <laughs> and four was prophecy. God was telling you things about people, about events, and some weird stuff. It was mostly used as a manipulation tool. 
Most of the leaders made good money by conferences, book sales, teaching at the school, and traveling. The entire thing was based off of a prophetic history where a bunch of weird events like shooting stars and droughts that men said would happen because God wanted this or that to happen. It was That was how they confirmed the validity of the ministry and its leaders. Basically, you were taught that these stories were doctrine and infallible. We didn't really realize anything was wrong until we started asking questions and we saw holes in their stories and teachings. When we started asking questions, we were starting to get told that we needed to meet with this leader or that leader, and all of them would skirt around the answers and pass us on to the next person to also skirt around answers and defend things. About four years in and one year married, my wife couldn't put up with it anymore, and I was starting to fall apart. No one had answers for us, so we made a plan to leave. A few of our friends had also started seeing the red flags and were planning to leave as well. There was no official excommunication when you leave, but the bubble of the cult is so intense, and if anyone leaves, there is a sass in the way that they say, oh, they moved back home, they went to college, they're no longer going for it. Also, they keep you so busy in school and work, it's impossible to keep any relationship outside of the cult. We were always told, you'll be the busiest you've ever been, and we do that to keep you from sinning. That was our very first semester of this Bible school. Here's an example of the schedule. 6 a.m. to noon, praying. 1 to 3, class. 4 to 5, small group. 6 to 9, sometimes midnight, church service. We were only able to leave after we realized what had truly happened to us, which takes a while and it becomes extremely difficult. I got a part-time job at a Dick's Sporting Goods and I quit my position finally at the church. I made three months salary at a church in one bi-monthly check as part-time real t- retail associate and was able to get us an apartment 30 minutes away while my, my my wife went to massage therapy school. We started to read books on cults and really had to work through the lost times and the lives we personally influenced in order to attend or join this church. We still are working through a lot and have a bunch of people that are either still in it or they've left, but they still oddly advocate for it. Cults are nuts. You literally have no idea what it is until that light comes on. It doesn't take a certain type of person to get caught in the trap. The hardest part is being willing to admit it to yourself in that moment when you finally get the light and being able to look at all of the time, energy, commitments and realize it was a mistake and try to move on. Well, if we can also talk about it doesn't cults aren't always religious. Right. Yeah, this was a, a lot faith of people based who aren't Christian based. or or aren't religious will look at anyone who's joined a cult and be like that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Praying for Four hours. I mean, listening in the to the story for me, I was thinking, hours yeah, at, at church at night. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. There's no, no way. My mind no just way. went through fourteen different things in two seconds. There's <laughs> yeah. no way I would sit there for six no. hours and pray. I would like, not do. No. Don't no. But, but what I think is important that he said though is that it doesn't always take a weak person. Yeah, I mean that's he the said case. Literally like, well, anyone actually, can fall into Ted the trap. Patrick, who we will get into next time, he was a huge deprogrammer in the seventies. Mm-hmm. He actually said, "You can't be stupid and join a cult. Yeah, you have." Yeah. To be intellectually you have to be inclined. intellectually inclined. It's true. You well, have and my friend Sean, he's not a weak, stupid person. Yeah. He, I feel like him and his wife are both just looking for some sort of Christian-based, mission-based yeah. place. Well, and they said, oh, these people are on mission. They're catering to young people. I want to be a part of this. And he just, unfortunately, got too far yeah. in before well, the crazy Well, really guy. commending and, him, though, for sharing, because I think yeah. a lot of people are embarrassed. And I think he more said he loves being like open that. about it because he wants people to know the yeah. signs and that yeah. it can literally be anyone. And I got caught in well, this. Well, and Tyler had told a story about... Yeah, it was like a, this workout. Okay, thing. I didn't know yeah. if you were. Okay I won't say to, like, the name of it or anything. It, yeah. um, but it was a workout thing that that I joined, and the reason why I left was because it just started to get way too. I guess the right word would be intense. I'd done it because a friend of mine was part of it, and um, and I 
wanted to get in better shape and, and yeah, it was right. free and they were really nice people and they're all a- active, healthy people. Um, so the first few times I'd go, I mean, it'd be like, you know, once or twice a week. I only went once a week or, you know, sometimes only once a month. But um, and every time you go, you'd have to do things like, you know, hug three people you haven't or uh, before or, you know, certain interactions. And there was always chanting and there was always this. And I'm not saying it is a cult, but it just started to become so cult like that it got yeah. uncomfortable yeah. Uh, to where people were, would be saying these things back to each other while you pass them when you're running or or like um, one extreme case, uh, a friend of mine, she knew this woman for 20 plus years. The woman was a part of this group and she, uh, it was my friend's birthday. They planned for a long time to do something on this birthday. Um, her friend that was a part of the group went in that morning and did an exercise and, and the leader person of that group was saying that they... Uh, needed to spend the day on themselves. It needed to be a reflecting day. They needed to just, just not do anything. And, and, and so she texted my friend and said, I'm, I'm not coming to your birthday. I need to spend a day on myself. Mm-hmm. And say if that, like, sometimes people need that. Sometimes you just need a, a time to yourself. Yeah. If one of you had texted me and said, you know, like, great. But the fact is she did it because she was told to that morning by that person. Yeah. And it's like, no. Yeah, take <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, take tomorrow. Your or, friend's birthday yeah. parties tonight. Mm-hmm. Your friend that of twenty plus years. Plan exactly. Yeah. Well, that is what a normal person and would that's say. Where but you just wonder how far gone she was. That's where it feels like no, you're you're starting to get. Well, close. I've actually I've also heard of people. Um, unfortunately, their uh, AA group becoming a cult. Oh, interesting. Um, well, that's fascinating because I've I've actually sat in on a few AAs, not for myself, but um, it. It's interesting because I almost felt like I was like an outsider. I felt like I was invading their personal mm-hmm. um, memories and experiences because who's not to say that I'm going to go out and just like laugh at them or say, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, that's not, I'm not saying that's not the type of person I am, but there are people like that. So, but, but inside those meetings, it's very much, there's a doctrine you follow. It's very much replacing mm-hmm. that addiction with yeah, going sure. to AA. With another addiction, yeah. really. People yeah. get addicted yeah. to going to mm-hmm. AA. They go to like One of my best friends, yeah, one of my best friends from uh, high school who, uh, her parents were divorced and her father was an alcoholic and she lived with her mother and her stepfather and her dad was in AA. Uh, he was a recovered alcoholic. He was in AA for years. But he would, like, he would, and he was in her life uh, and trying to be a big part of her life, but he would do things like he wouldn't come to her graduation because his AA group went bowling. And that what? was oh more important gosh. to him yeah, to be yeah, with see, his AA extreme. group than to go to his daughter's eighth grade graduation. Or yeah. should, I don't think, I don't, I don't remember the specifics. I'm right. just saying, like, that was an example. I remember her crying to me because she was like, I don't understand how these fucking people are more important to my dad than I am. Yeah. Right. And then at the same time, like, not to, because I absolutely am on that side, but, like, to flip it. There's a man who was, uh, I mean, I don't know how far gone he was with his alcoholism, but like if he needed AA to save him, I mean, then he's probably thinking that this organization is the reason why I'm still around and being yeah. able to be with my daughter. Yeah. So it's like this catch 22 almost. So it's almost, almost like I owe it to them to commit this time to then, spend with them, yeah. but at the same time, it's like. 
But then that's the member almost making it a cult, wouldn't it? Oh, I yes. Mean, yeah. That's yeah, what I'm more saying. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, people sure. develop those cult-like personalities. Like that woman with, I'm sure that that workout group, I'm sure that if they knew that, they'd be like, wait, what are you doing? No, no, oh, no. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Like, I, think, I think that I'm woman saying, like, took it the wrong way I, and yeah, said, and I this think is that, the commitment I need to have. Yeah. I don't think anyone forced it. And I think that's right. another big difference between a cult and just like a group. You know, I think that people can have like cults-like personality yeah. and tendencies where they latch on to something like that of course, in a yeah. cult-like way. I mean, anything could be the turn into a cult. What is that? Like, anything. living single. We're a cult. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love, love, love me. You know what I mean? That like, song is in my head. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, anything could be turned into it. No, and that's where it goes back cli- to the very like, beginning. Yeah. In, like, high school yeah. can have cult-like Tendencies. You know, tendencies, 100%. especially if there's like the queen bee, you right. know, that's like the leader of the exactly. clique. You do whatever she Regina says. Regina George. Yes. yes. Come on. You do whatever she says. You wear pink on Wednesdays. That's right. You, yeah, you yeah. can only wear pants one day. Yeah. 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 That shit happens. That's very cult like. Right. Behavior. But are they a cult? No. no. No, it's only a cult. They're when... just mean girls. Yeah. They're just mean. Yeah. <laughs> I think you probably have to check off like eight boxes yes, to 100%. officially be like you yeah. are a cult yeah and that's where it goes back to the very beginning of the word changing yes mm-hmm. yeah from yeah exactly all right well that's all the time we have this week for keep it weird follow us on instagram and twitter at keep it weird cast and our facebook page keep it weird send us your questions comments stories and personal experiences to keep it weirder at gmail.com if you love us, head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. If you hate us, why are you listening right now? Yeah. <laughs> Just turn it off already. Jeez. Tired for an hour and 40 minutes. I love it. What are you Where'd doing? you make it this far? Come on. Uh, Tyler, what's our sign-off this week? Oh, sh- I forgot I have to do this. Ha-ha! Uh, <laughs> you no excuse. Um, you get the dolphin here laugh. <laughs> Yeah, what do I do? What what do other people do to sign off? No, you don't no, get what? any I don't know what to sign off. Any you don't okay, get any, any ideas. Hint. Just you do can. some Sing do whatever song. comes Recite to your head. Recite a poem. No, you're already you being too nice. Oh, actually no, I know what I'm going to say. I'll okay. leave you with my favorite quote that I found while um while researching all this and going Ooh, perfect. Ooh, I like and that. And it can is go it either Patrick? way. Uh, it can go either way, yes, but it is it is Ted Patrick. I love him. I love him. I love him. I love Ted Patrick and he's also so intense. To surrender is a powerful experience. Mm. I'm a That's excellent. Really true. Yeah, to I need to join a cult. I'm too stressed day to day. I just need to surrender and not let stress run my life. Guess I'll join a cult. I hear good things about Scientology. Oh, yes, me too. I just around the corner. Passed them this morning. To surrender is a powerful experience. Oh, experience. I ruined it. Can we do it one more time? Yes, we can do it. To surrender is a powerful experience. And keep it weird. I've been recording sound for one minute. Oh my. Doing a sound check just to see. For fuck's sake. For her <laughs> fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. Uh, I'm Ashley over yonder. Uh, I'm Tyler in the yonder. Uh huh. And I'm Lauren on the outside yonder. Mm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Am I to ruin that? I like it.